just quite Amen. 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 All right. Uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Uh, verse 14. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 and let's read from verse 14 it's very important that we check that looking into our subject A lot. Matthew chapter 4, chapter 6, rather, verse 14. And uh, our message today, we want to look into forgiveness. Uh, God has ordained forgiveness. Not three or four, but has ordained it. And also, we look into it and see maybe a few things around that. It's actually a big subject, but then we will just take it, uh, take some hint to it. Uh, the God's divine, given divine instruction, forgiveness. Amen. Verse 14 here says, For if you forgive men their sins, their, their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Amen. But if you if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. I want us to understand that this speaks to an individual. Amen. Amen. So that's why in a prayer, forgiveness is, uh, is also included, inclusive. Amen. Amen. So, um, let's read another scripture. 
He is not speaking to the church or the congregation. He is speaking to an individual teaching them uh, how to pray. Teaching them to pray. Want us to go to the book of Luke and check something there? And uh, we may find some very interesting things. The book of Luke. Chapter 7 from verse 36. We will read it to verse 50. From verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. And stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would he have would he have known who and what manner of woman this is that that touches him, for she is a sinner. Yaba mo farisiyani ngam mitite ha bona ay kuela alemon ay mo chuena oja kimo profeta akabe atiba mo sade yam ama oba kima lehuba kiawa oba ni kimo ezadi. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. Now, we can just see the similarity uh, when the Lord has got something. In the book of Revelation from chapter 2, he has got somewhat against the church. Chapter 2. 
And here we realize that he speaks with Simon. You can see the language is the same. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell therefore which of them will love him most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. <laughs> All right, I'm not talking about judging on that one. Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon. I want you to see how he does this. He tends to the woman. As he begins to address Simon, he tends to the woman. Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. Mosadi Eno, one mona nap. He came in Yahao, me a waka one near me tea, quick hat on our two. Emba Eno, who called his demo, who are Camioho, who are Shabuti, Camorri, Wahoya Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. Hawa, a waka one kaka. My head with oil didn't, did not, or, and thou did not anoint, but this woman had anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Now he tells Simon, Her many sins, which, her sins which were many, Amen. Amen. And then I want you to understand that Jesus Christ, at, as at this time, was, as at that time, he had not been crucified. But I want you to realize that the order of forgiveness and the authority therefore was given to him. Amen. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. 
Amen. Have you seen that? Not like one. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sin? Have you seen that? It's a, this is something else that never happened. It was never mentioned by man. But it has been a simple principle that existed before. Because the word forgive or forgiveness. When it was first mentioned, it was Genesis 50. When the brothers of Joseph wanted to approach Joseph, consent of remembering the things they did to Joseph. And that's when the word forgiveness was mentioned. The word forgive or forgiveness or forgiveth, uh, it appears 49 times in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, it appears 47 times. With the exception of the word pardon. Pardon. The same thing. Amen. So, in English, there's two words you can use, pardon, or you use the word forgive. But uh, uh, you will see the depths of the other. Amen. Amen. So, and where mostly it was used. Amen. Amen. So, uh, to now, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to use this, but we will, we will follow that up. And we do understand why did he actually have this particular right to use this. The one that can forgive is the one that judges. Are you getting that? If I can forgive you, I can also judge you or sentence you. You get it then? Amen. Because forgiveness is actually a sentence. It's like pardoning. Amen. Amen. So now are you seeing the difference? Yes sir. Okay. And they that said it made with him began to say, Who is this? That, that forgiveth sins also. And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee, go in peace. Now, you may be seated, sir. Now think of it. How this is. <laughs> now, if you read in other scriptures where Jesus is dealing with the same 
people on the same matter. He was healing somebody. And he said to this person, Your sins are forgiven. And they said, Who is this man? What does he think? When he forgives sin, only God forgives sins. Okay, let me just take you to a scripture this because um, my brother is struggling here to, to follow me. Amen. 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 So then we want to look into the manner in which Jesus dealt with this uh, this matter. And it was quite surprising that Jesus uh, uh, brings these things together. Forgiveness of sin and also the healing. You remember what he, the prophet said? And when we read, when we were reading, we were reading on Sunday on the message of the court of, of, of the tribe. He said, "You better watch these uh, characters." He was talking to uh, about Mr. Unbeliever. Which is the cheapest of 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 all sinners of 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 all sinners or sins? And now, and then we have got Mr. Skeptic and Mr. Impatient. So those characters comes, comes to you by thoughts, and eventually. Uh, they begin to reason with you in many things that you're doing. So you are confronted with those people. These three characters. And any time when you are confronted, you need to know what you're dealing with. If the word of God has not inculcated into your heart, you would not be able to understand that Mr. Unbelief is challenging you. You will eventually believe him and end up acting on what he has actually played out for you. And then you will take his suggestions as though it is yours because these people they come as thoughts for they are spirits and they need a body so that they can be able to express themselves. You must remember that these demons, they are actually disembodied. 
So therefore they need your body to express who they are. And what they are expressing is the thoughts of Satan. Instead of God's thoughts. And something you need to understand that the throne that is called, that, that is fought for now it is the third it's very important to understand that the third throne is the throne of concern. Now, the first throne is the throne of God in heaven. That's where the devil was cast out. The first judgment was done. And the second throne, the devil was overthrown. It was the throne of God that was in Jesus. And the devil wanted to overthrow that throne. And God overcame him. The Lord Jesus Christ overcame him. And I want you to realize all the throats when the devil was thrown out it was only a thought that was engaged. The scripture said, for you have said in your heart, he did not even mention it. He said it. But I want you to realize that the same thought went into other angels. And these angels being challenged with the same thought entertained it and God cast them out with him did you hear what I said he said in his heart he did not preach it he couldn't preach it he said it in his heart and his influence went went into other angels other angels did not entertain it but some entertained that part of angels in heaven entertained it you say I, I said thoughts he said in this article, the second scripture says so. The second throne, Jesus was taken by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And, oh my Lord. And also in the second throne, you understand the second throne is the throne of God in Christ. Scripture says God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself. So Christ was his throne. You get me? So, in that throne, the devil came the same way. And it was a thought. It was a thought again. Now, 
He says he took him to the wilderness. <laughs> he carried him. The scripture says, okay, just go to Matthew chapter 4, let's check it. He says he carried him. I want you to tell me how do you carry Jesus? Take him to the pinnacle of the mountain, to the, to the pinnacle of the temple, whatever the case is. And how do the two people stand on the pinnacle of the temple? Let's start. Amen. Just, just go back. Just go back a little bit, my brother. I just want to show you something here. You need to, you need to get this because. Uh, I realize that when we bring this thing, sometimes you may miss something. And Jesus, oh, go back, my brother, go back. Go back, my brother, go to 4, verse 4. Let me just say that. We want to see where the temptation starts. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. But by every will of God. Amen. But by every will of God, right? <laughs> Men shall not live by bread alone. But by every word of God, men can live. Are you getting that? So even if you don't eat, by every word of God you can live. You can leave that to the third pool so that you understand. And the devil, the word taking actually says carried. Amen. Taking him up into a high mountain. That was fast, eh? You know that? Huh? How long did that take? <laughs> Amen. He just took him. The devil came and took Jesus. Huh? How did that happen? Say <laughs> and shoot him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. What? How long? <laughs> in a moment, in a moment, in a second. <laughs> Glory to God. You have a Bible at home, my brother? Where is it? Do you know where you put it? At work, do you know where? So, if somebody can actually ask you, you can direct that person right now. How long did it take? How long did it take to see your Bible? You know, do you see it? When I ask you, oh my goodness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So let me just make a simple example. Amen. Simple Amen. example. Do you have a bag, sister? A red bag. Or a brown bag. You have a brown bag. You know where it is? Where is it? Where's your bag? At your place, where is it? Oh, sister Anna says it's in there. You know exactly where it is. You can see it as we speak right now. Oh, my Lord. 
So how did you go quickly the moment in your order to see that? You saw it. We Are you seeing it? I'm just showing you what actually happened. <laughs> A thought, people. A thought. If you can check it, it says he took him to the the Holy Spirit took Jesus to the wilderness. Eh? Amen. Then the devil took him to the high mountain. Did you see how it plays? Two thoughts here. There are two thoughts. Two thoughts. Amen. So he took him to the hammer and showed him all. Now, you know what the prophet says? All the key until now. From that time until now, the beauty of how the world is to the last days. Just before the destruction. He saw it all and said, this belongs to me. I can give it to you. Just go on, my brother. Let's read. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee. Now it means all the government. The government, you see, the ruling, I can give it to you. And the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me. <laughs> Amen. And to so whomsoever I will give it. I do you remember that. <laughs> if thou therefore will worship me, if what? All shall be thine. But I want you to realize. You, you don't receive kingdoms like this. That's not the scripture. You understand how the scriptures came in the in the in the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ? Came like machine gun. And he knew this is not scripture. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written. You see what is happening? How does he defeat the devil? The word. So if you do not have the word in you, how are you going to defeat the devil? For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou say. He answered the two things. I can't worship you. I can't serve you. Because if you give me a kingdom, it means I'm serving you. Because it is delivered unto me. And I give. Jesus. Jesus is speaking to a thought denying it right there as the scripture says resist the devil and he shall flee from me now let's go further amen i want you to realize that the devil contest 
For the throne of God in Jesus. And he was defeated. And he brought him to Jerusalem. From the, from, I want you to see. From the mountain. High mountain. Straight to Jerusalem. You see that? And set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Have you ever imagined that? Jesus on the pinnacle of the temple. <laughs> what would the people say? Look, 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 we told you this guy is crazy. Look at him now. What is he doing on top of the temple? <laughs> what did he do? He set him on top of the pinnacle of the temple. Now, they were together there. I don't know how do they sit on the pinnacle of the temple today. How do you do that? Because only maybe, not even one feet, you might just have to sit one feet like this. I cannot feel like this feet was there. Jesus was there. Are you understanding that? I'm trying to say to you. When he said he took him to the pinnacle of the temple, everybody thought. There he was there. I thought. I thought. You see how he came? <laughs> Just by a thought. I don't want to preach this message of judgment, of the trial. But then I have to bring you to it so that you can understand. Now, a thought is very important, right? Set him on the pillar of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. Why? For it is written the devil is coding. You thought the devil does not code the Bible? I want you to know that the devil is a preacher preaching as we speak, coding the Bible and whatever he is. Don't think the pulpit is only for preachers with the Holy Spirit. There are still preachers on the pulpit coding like the devil's coding. Amen. <laughs> For in this instant he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. It's a scripture. But Jesus, understand the context of the scripture. Go on, my brother. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any at any time thou dash thy foot against the against the stone. <laughs> and Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he won't tempt you all the time. There is a place where temptation ends. That's why the scripture say, pray that he enter not into temptation, meaning you can actually avoid temptation. 
We just don't want to avoid them. Because we do not pray. If we do, we do it wrong. The instructions of prayer are simple in scripture. But I tell you, nothing, not us. Are you getting that sense? Now, and he said unto them, and when he was, he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into the blessing. Just go back, my brother. To Matthew. To Matthew, the Matthew that we are still reading. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, okay. And when the devil had ended all temptation, he departed from him for a season. Amen. So when he comes again, you do the same thing. You will leave him for a season. Are you understanding that? Amen. So, <laughs> Amen. Have you ever realized how wonderful it is when we receive the Lord and we love Him and everything is fine? We have resisted Him for a season. And after a while, then the things that you used to do, they begin to come. It was for a season. Do what you did before. Are we getting that? Amen. Blessed be the holy name. Amen. So, now, I said, let me just do this so that we can actually look into the, into the scripture. Now, let's read Matthew uh, chapter 9. Let's start from verse 2. I want us to follow something here. Oh my, I love the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to understand why does he have the right to forgive? So now, I was trying to bring you to a fact that I, uh, uh, the, he was defeated in the second throne. So, if you don't know where you report your case, you will, your case cannot be resolved. If you are summoned to a court, there is what we call high court. That's what we call courts and so forth. They are different. So, you need to know where your case is. If your case is not in high court, you want, you want to report it to high court, nobody knows of it there. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Since? Do you know how many people who shall just say, Leave me alone. God is my judge. You're not my judge. 
He is reporting his case to a wrong throne. So he is reporting it to a, a different court. You understand that? Amen. Many people like to report their case to the Heavenly Father <laughs> without actually considering which court is their accusation placed. So therefore, when their case is spoken, they are absent. Are you getting there? Can you imagine? I told you that the son has always been where God said. God said in the book of Genesis chapter 1, the sun and the moon will do what? They will advise us of seasons and times, right? Is that right? Amen. It has never changed. I was talking to one uh, brother uh, this week, an elder that we used to fellowship with a lot. So he was asking me to mark him because uh, he actually presented his thesis to um, the university or the, on masters in theology. So he wanted uh, to, uh, he wanted me to to give an account on the two. Then we were talking about this calendar. So, because the issue here is Sabbath, a day to be considered or not. Now, think of it. The moon never missed a day appointed since it never. So, how is the calendar, Gregorian calendar, calendar counting their dates? Why? Is your birthday when you are born Tuesday this year? Next year, your birthday changes to Thursday. What's wrong because the month did not change? The month did not change. Hmm? How is that possible? How do you keep a day in the Gregorian calendar? You realize that today was once a Saturday some time ago. This very day. And it was one Sunday. So how do you observe Sabbath? You ask the Seventh-day Adventists to tell me that. And do you know they know? <laughs> but they don't want to tell the poor Seventh-day Adventists 
Because they want to maintain the denomination. There is no way one would be able to observe Sabbath in the Gregorian calendar. Because the moon has never changed. If you can run it back, you realize that these people are messing up with time. And it was prophesied that it would be so. I'm trying to show you how people will look into things. That's why we have got people who think that coming to church on Sunday is more easier than to come to church on Wednesday. You understand that thing? You understand that some of us are not really Christians. I want to, I want to put it that way. It's very important that I should say. Some of us are not true Christians. Now, do you know in the calendar that the Jews was given by God? The days were exactly the same all the years. All their feasts were exactly in the same month and same time. <laughs> Can you imagine? Nisan, right? Is it the 14th day? From, from the time, uh, uh, the, the, the Passover time, right? Which we normally call Good Friday. When Jesus was crucified. Amen. Amen. <laughs> You'd be surprised. If you go back and check the time, how you are going to be lost in calculation. What are you using? They are day last for twenty for twelve for twenty-four hours. But the Bible's day is twelve hours. And the night is twelve hours. There's a difference between night and day in the Bible. But we are Roman hidden. It is the same. How are you still in the day when you? I mean, I don't understand. The word day, what you know what a day means? Goodness gracious me! You understand? But we take it things like that. Let's live Sabbath and all days. I'm trying to show you, we read the Bible, we follow certain protocols, we not searching clearly what the scripture says. He says here, and behold, they brought him a man sick of palsy, laying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick, he saw their faith, and he spoke to the sick. Of the palsy, and he said, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, now think of it. 
The prophet said to you, watch these three characters. Or you may miss your healing. Are you getting it now? Jesus, the person is sick. And he connects that with sins. What does that mean? I want us to give us a difference. I want you to see the difference in this. Oh, this is too much. Now, go on, my brother. Go on with, with it. Now, now, listen to me. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves. Said where? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I want you to understand what you're talking about here. The fight. The battle here. Amen. He said it within themselves. What did they say? This man blasphemeth. And, and Jesus knowing they are what? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What did he say? Said, wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? He gives you the direction of thinking. No, he gives you the direction of thinking where thinking takes place. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Science saying, you think by your brain, right? <laughs> Normally when we talk about thinking, we do this so that you can understand. But when you say thinking, pointing here, it will be hard because you are looking for a pie, that, that organ that pumps blood. But when you talk about heart, we talk about soul. We talk about the depths of your spirit. Are you getting there? <laughs> oh my. For whether is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, arise and walk. Two things. Thy sins be forgiven thee, or arise and walk. He says, what is easier? I will say what is <laughs> the same. Oh my. Do you understand that sickness came by a root which is sin? So Jesus, instead of speaking to a symptom, he went direct to a root. So if he removes the root, the person is completely healed. Are you getting that? Amen. Now, they don't see it yet. I've never seen a teacher like this in my life. But that he may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth. Where? Amen. To do what? To forgive sins. He has the authority. The son of man, the prophet. <laughs> let's not take it there, okay? Let's keep it with the son of man you know. The Lord Jesus Christ has power 
on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. That guy. But when the mother saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. M-E-N. <laughs> As Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man, uh, a name Matthew, and an olive, which was actually wonderful. So let's leave that a little. Now, <laughs> he, he says he could have said, take thy bed and go. Well. He made well. Or I say that sins are forgiven. Do, do you get it, saints? That's why many times you see the the the, the disciples ask a question. A, a, a person was born lame, if I'm not mistaken, and they ask, "Who sinned? Him or the mother?" And Jesus said, "Neither." So the sickness has got nothing to do with who sinned. <laughs> Are you hearing that? Because you must understand, men's hearts will just make a formula out of there. And then they preach doctrine. Are you getting that? So you need to understand, Jesus confronted what he saw. Amen. Amen. So now, I'm, I'm trying to show you that there is a third throne. And the third throne is the heart of man. And that's where the devil dropped into. And that's why the contest, the contest, it is today. And the case or the court case is reported to their heart, to their throne, to their court case. Is man's heart. Are you getting there? So the judgment is in man's heart. So is uh, 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 to set somebody guiltless. Hence now, the court case is giving men to judge the weight. As we said to you that you or your mind, which is Noah's, your mind, Noah's, is a court room. And you need to make a verdict from your courtroom. So is the forgiveness. Are you seeing that? Now you realize in the book, uh, in, in the New Testament, the Lord speaks of us forgiving sins. And how great that is. And he says in a day, 
If a person comes to you seven times who has offended you or who has sinned against you or offended you or trespassed against you, they come to you many times, forgive that person. When the person says, forgive me, all the same thing, forgive that person. And think of it, how divine instruction this is. He says, if you do not do it, your father, which is in heaven, shall not do it. That's a be the name of the Lord. Are you getting that? So, therefore, when you do not forgive, you retain your own sins. That is, that is the great thing about forgiveness. Is that faith gives you to forgive. <laughs> you see the trouble of forgiving is. It's like love. It's two words. That I use. But 99% never meant. If someone, someone will tell you I love you <laughs> and a person would change out of it. And let me just tell you, even in the vows, people take vows right in front of the people and God. And they break vows. Claiming love. They said, I love you. And they said before God and the people, I will love her. Or I will love him. But when it requires them to do so, they found no place in their heart to do so. I want you to understand that people have never experienced love. Because if you have no love or have not experienced it, then you can't give it. The truth is love is not a myth. Love is reality. But when reality strikes you, it becomes impossible. Amen. People always choose the desires of their heart against the truth. And love is truth. Because if you have no love, you have no God in you. For God is love. I want to show you that somebody will say, when you love a person, whether it be your wife, your children, or your husband, you love them with God, which is love. Oh man. Alright, can I actually take it further? The Lord Jesus said, and in speaking in Paul, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. If he said it, it means it is in man's ability to do it. 
that court case can release love. It can, but they choose not to. The same way they did to Jesus. They could have done, they knew this is unfair. Yet they did it. <laughs> can you imagine? Now, I spoke to my friend and he told me I, I have divorced. And me and him preached all the time. We preached divorce has no place in scripture. When they come to Jesus, they ask him, can a man put away his wife for any reason? <laughs> Amen. And Jesus said, He who made them made them one. Then they spoke about Moses. Then Moses gave us letters of divorce. But they but they forget. He didn't give them. He didn't give them a marriage certificate. So they thought he didn't know. Then he came again. The scripture ran <laughs> like machine gun in the head of Jesus. And Jesus said, "From the beginning, it was not so." From the beginning, it was not so. He takes them to where marriage began first. And, and he tells them the reason why Moses did it. Is there's the hardness of your heart made Moses to do it. But the beginning, it was not so. It was not necessary for, for, for God to actually give Adam that because Adam loved his wife. Now, now I was speaking to my friend and he tells me uh, I have learned something. I knew somebody spoke to him. Oh, people of God, you all don't hear me. Oh, man. A thought. When the devil comes and bring a thought to you, you begin to learn new things. Let me just tell you, if somebody breaks marriage uh, vows or principles, it's painful. It's heavy. It's But listen to me. It is not greater than forgiveness. Neither is it greater than love. Are you getting me? Amen. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> a forgiveness. A divine instruction. Amen. Amen. Think of it. It's painful. She did this to me. Or he did this to me. But it does not defeat a principle of forgiveness. 
Praise the Lord. Let's take it for the sins. This is very important. I'm going to take you through it. Okay. He done this. Now let's take it. The Lord Jesus Christ says. The scripture says. Love her. As also Jesus. Loved the church. And he did what? He gave himself for it. And then you are a man. Your wife. Has done wrong. And you feel like. I can't take it anymore. Are you still alive? Then you have not done no commandment of God. Because in order for you to return to love, forgiveness must take place. Jesus died. Why are you still alive? What is he saying? While I was yet in sin, the Lord died for me. And I want you to understand, he said he loved them and loved them to the end. Meaning our forgiveness will go to the end. Oh, hallelujah. You don't understand. It's an instruction given. And you can cancel it by not forgiving your brethren. Because remember, we are body. Oh, hallelujah. Think of it. If the entire body wouldn't forgive my finger. Hallelujah. Do you understand what would that happen? It means I would have to cut it off. If my body can't forgive my hand, it means I must cut it. Are you getting that? But Jesus says, I have loved them to the end. It means there will never be a place where Jesus has not forgiven him. Moses, oh, David says, blessed is the man. Oh, in whom the Lord does not impute sin. In other sins, he says, whose sins are forgiven. Now, it speaks of iniquities also. Now, iniquity is the sins you do knowing. Who didn't do something yet? Knowing is wrong. And yet the Lord has already forgiven him. And what makes you think if your brother has sinned against you, you can't forgive your brother? You understand what we are holding to ourselves. He's gone. He says, one that did not experience forgiveness. That's why the Lord says, the one who is forgiven the most will love the most. Do you understand this? Two walk together. Glory to God. We have problem of divorce. Relationship breaks down. Friendship, friendship breaks down. The lack of love. A lack of forgiveness. Churches break down. 
Subjects split and break down. They can't forgive one another. They claim they are Christians. Yet they can't forgive one another. What happened? The word forgiveness has been spoken but never experienced. Oh my! Do you know how wonderful it is to be forgiven? Know that you are pardoned. Amen. In the book of Acts, it says, Repent that your sins may be blotted out. Underline the word blotted out. Amen. What are we talking about? It's Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Amen. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sin may be blotted out when the time of times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Blotted out. Oh my. The Lord has blotted it out. When you do what? Repent. I am so sorry. I hate you. I am sorry. Would you please forgive me? I have done wrong against you. Forgive me for I have offended you. Have you ever realized that the person who has been offended, how powerful do they become when somebody brings a request for forgiveness? It seems as if they own the world because the person is actually in destitute for they have done wrong and they feel guilty. They are guilt. Is, guilt is throwing them down. But the person who's supposed to forgive feels powerful. He feels to own everything. Oh my! Then use power correctly, brother. Let's see if your power won't be submitted under truth. When you tell my brother, I understand, I forgive you. It's hard sometimes, you must understand. Forgiveness, forgiveness must be from the heart. Hallelujah. Because sometimes it's from the, just bring the scripture. If you forgive one from your heart, Jesus said so. You must understand. Forgiveness must be from the heart. Not just a mouth saying. Many times it's a mouth saying. But my brother, you need to forgive until it becomes the heart matter. And when it is, your many sins are forgiven you. You must remember that. <laughs> oh man. That's why when we actually take communion, we have to think about them people that we have done wrong. When we offer, uh, 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 what do you call it in the church? When you offer, or we give offering in the church. We must think of them people that we have not reconciled with them. Because how do you serve God? Oh my. Are you bringing the scripture, my brother? Do you know Cain 
brought a sacrifice. <laughs> okay, let me just give him a scripture because maybe he's going to struggle to get a scripture. Cain gave a sacrifice. And the sacrifice he gave. I want to show you something. He gave a sacrifice without a principle of forgiveness. He thought nobody needs it. That's what the problem was with him. He thought nobody needs it. And therefore, because nobody needs it, then he can just come and bring it signifies to God. Now, the principle of forgiveness. Matthew chapter 18, verse 35. The principle of forgiveness has always existed in the Old Testament but never was mentioned to man. Now listen to this. In every sacrifice they made at the end then God said the, the sinner will be forgiven. Do you know that? In all sacrifices so the sinner will be forgiven. Now Jesus was tested and he overcame. Now, get this. This is very important. Now he forgives sin. And people has a problem that he's forgiven sin. Because the principle of him being the lamp of God was not understood. Because if he's the lamp of God who should take away the sin of the world, then he has the right, the power to forgive sin. Amen. Amen. And the church is the boy. That's why you need to forgive. Because if you don't, you bring sickness to the body. Are you seeing that now? Now, he says here, so likewise shall my heavenly father do also. Now let's go back a little, my brother. So that we can understand. Alright, let me just not read the, 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 the story. It's quite a long story. So let me just go straight to that one. Now you will understand. He says, So, likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your heart, or from your hearts, forgive not everyone his brothers their trespasses. <laughs> <laughs> Omar, let me just tell you, saints, how, how love is wonderful until it is tested. And when it is tested, that's exactly where we see that it, it actually really existed. And you realize there was no love. <laughs> That's number one. And then forgiveness does not take place. 
But you know something? Because you confess it, you are held responsible for what you say. Because forgiveness must take place. If you want to know forgiveness, go into marriages. Go, hallelujah. Amen. Into families. Especially in marriages. If you want to know forgiveness. You will see when they come for counseling. When all the things that happened 29 years ago, ago do you remember what you did September 23, 1979? And, and you think, oh my God, what happened? You know too. But she knows, or he knows. They still remember. And you know what they say? In Sodom. That's a Sodom. The Sodom has taken you to hell. They say the offender forgets, but the offended does not forget. It means the offended never gets to a state where he truly forgives. Now the person lives with you in grudges and tolerance. All this time. And when another mistake happens, it adds up to 1979, That's why when the list comes, it goes through all the years until 1979. This person has believed in tolerance. This person has been living his or her life in lies. If forgiveness is not experienced, love cannot be expressed. It can't be expressed. That's why he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world but that the, the world through him might be saved. Are you seeing that? Glory to That's why the scripture tells us that our sin are blotted out. Our sin has been thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. The sea of what? The, the only offended God forgets sins. The only offended God He is the one that forgets. And God Hallelujah has no lack. So 
Why do you get courage? Not to forgive. You are strong. Or you are demon possessed. Two things. How do you get the strength to remember the things God can remember? Jesus was not there when they sent. He said, Your many sins are forgiven. Think of it. If a guy was there who, who was offended by this guy and Jesus is forgiving them. Can you imagine? I, your sins, which are many, are forgiven. And by that time, this man says, How does he forgive this person? My. Oh, my. People, are you seeing? Oh, my. Do you see what I see here? A place of refuge again. Where when you forgive somebody and you run into that place, that place has authority to keep you with your sin so that your enemy cannot touch you. That place is Christ Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So who is this man that forgiveth sin? The book of Exodus. Amen. 23, 20. Amen. Let's look into, into Exodus a little. Now. Behold, I send an angel before thee. To keep thee in the way. And to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Now, Moses was to bring the people to the mountain. But the angel was to take people to what? To a prepared place. Amen. Now, listen to this. Amen. Go on, my brother. Beware of him. Amen. Observe. Give heed. Amen. Amen. Watch him. Amen. Remember him. That's what it says. Amen. Pay attention to him. Beware of him. Obey what? His voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon. The word pardon, amen, means to forgive. Are you seeing that? It means to forgive. He will not forgive your transgressions. For my name is in him. You understand. <laughs> that this angel when he was made flesh he said plainly I have declared your name unto the people which thou hast given me 
This angel did not stay being unseen. It was finally made flesh. And even when he was flesh, he had power to forgive sins. Fortunately, you and I are part with him. Hence, he has given us to forgive sins. Are we getting it, saints? He has given us to forgive sins also. You can't be part with him and fail to forgive sins. I tell you to be offended or to be sinned against. It's painful and terrible. But forgiving is greater. But one cannot be able to do it when you are still big. Big. One needs humility, a spirit of humility, in order for you to really forgive and feel it that you have forgiven. Because many of us has never felt it when we forgive that I did forgive him. That's the problem. That's why I was wondering when my friend said, I have learned that divorce, you don't do it, it happens to you. <laughs> it happens to you. You are a human. And when you are a human, you understand how ppainful that reason is. You are a human. Now that you are a human, this thing, is happening. As a, he says, as a human, I ask myself, which of these two things must I do? He says, after I did it, I felt shame, but after a while, I understood. Because what, he says, what made me not to do it was shame. But I had to go over shame in order to do it. Because there are two sins that I thought of doing. There are two challenges that I thought of actually. He says number one is divorce or pretend. I, I, I'm not saying anything, I'm listening. So I say, I'm not going to pretend. I would rather divorce instead of being a pretender. I would rather pretend until I get it right instead of divorcing. That, that's my choice on the matter. I'm going to tell you, you don't need to pretend. But I'm saying, if pretense is the only thing you can do, then do it. It was a good reasoning. And I said to him, you know my brother, I will, I will talk to you about this man. But I want to ask you something. When last were you supposed to make that decision? 
Is it still not the decision of the word? Number one, you are here glorifying the flesh that you also are ish. And now it feels good that you are also man. You understand when Samson felt that he was man, it was over. Now, let me, let me just tell you something here. Samson made lots of things. He was busy with girls. But yet, he was not ordinary. <laughs> oh my. But he decided to be ordinary. And that power left him. You get in there. The principle is he believed that way. That said, these are the agreement. This is the covenant. But he broke the covenant. When he broke the covenant, God left him. And the people he defeated could not defeat anymore. You understand the problem where it is? When you give, you entertain those three guys, Mr. Unbeliever. Mr. Unbeliever, what he tells you, the first thing he tells you, you are man. Amen. That's what Mr. Unbeliever is doing. People of God, listen to me. This is serious. And I want to bring it to you. That's what, that, that's what comes to the challenge. When flesh becomes more important than what God said. Because it does not matter how you feel or how you hurt. It does not matter at all. What matters is what God has said. Ooh, hallelujah. Can you remember when Aaron's two sons died? God sent Moses and told him, your feelings does not matter in this case. If you can cry or feel pain for the death of your children, you are a dead man. This man had to make a choice. God or my dead two sons. When it comes to confront the way, what you feel means nothing. I want you to remember that. The word of God takes preeminence. And listen to me. His instruction is, if you do not forgive, you shall never be forgiven. And you must understand that your forgiveness or the base of Christianity lies in the fact that you are forgiven or not. That if you are not forgiven, you cannot even have faith in everything you do. 
this call. For faith has to work around it. Just remember that I'm forgiven also. Then I can apply my faith from that point. Praise God. Now, God tells him, you shall not mourn. How did that man, because he lived long after they died, how did he make it to shift and to ensure that he blocks all the pain of the father? Come on. A father losing son is something else. Remember God speaks to Abraham. Take your son. Listen to me, people of God. Take your son, your only son. Go make sacrifice. Abraham had to ensure that his feelings is set aside. And the word of God takes the eminence. Hallelujah. He got it from Abraham. Amen. Oh my. That's why he says Levi. Levi. Pain type. You see, I want you to see the similarity. Levi. Abraham. The word of God takes preeminence. It does not matter how you feel. This sister has done this now. He's, he's doing it over and over. I've been talking to him. I'm tired now. Before you are tired, your tiredness means nothing. The word of God must take preeminence. Please, God, tell me if Jesus said, I'm tired now. And your name was next. I have forgiven. Now I'm tired. I can't forgive them. The rest of them I can't forgive. Think of it where you and I would be. Because at that time, we also were crying. We are weeping for the book. Glory to God. Now think of it. He took the book. And Moses spoke of this book. He said, God, please, if thou will forgive them. For if not, blot my name out of the book that you have written. Moses knew it. He saw that book. And he knew the Lamb of God will come and redeem the book. Amen. So take it, my brother. Moses says it. You just, just go take it. Get, get it. Moses says, take my name out of the book which thou hast written. We will see. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You need to understand this. This is very important. Amen. Take my name out of the book. He says this. If only is Exodus 32. Verse 32. They have sinned against God. Amen. Let's start from verse 31 so that we understand. Now, people of God, the prophet one day, while he was preaching, a couple was playing 
and they were actually made fun, making fun in the church. Kissing around, kissing around and doing all these sort of things in the church. And you know what? God said, whatever you say right now will happen to them. If you say drop down and die, they will die. Whatever you say, if you hit them with leprosy, whatever you say, it shall happen to them. And do you know what happened? Oh my. Do you remember what Elisha did? He get oh my he sent them what? And he sent them what? The beers. And they ate them. But I wanted to see what Elijah does in the fourth Elijah. He told them, I forgive you. That's how, amen, he passed the test. So that God can give him the third pool. Oh my, people of God, you don't hear me. Because the third pool is the power of the way. Many people have not yet even passed anything. You can see how, how they talk. They can kill you at any point in time. So how do you give them power to speak? Power to create? Oh my, you understand that? They, oh my. The power Jesus has to forgive is because he's the only person that went low, lower than anything, coming from the greatest power. But he reduced himself to nothing. He took our sins upon him. The one who sinned not, the one who knew no sin, became sin. Deliberately, it's a deliberate choice to go down for me and to go down for you. That's why he was exalted high above all principalities. Praise God. Why? Because he was able to handle the way. Please, God. After he did this kind of thing, the prophet was given the sword of the king. Amen. The angels came down and revealed the seals. Why? This person can handle the way. He can speak the creative way. People of God. Forgiveness. Is God's divine instruction. You have no choice but to keep it. If you don't, you die in your sins. Let them ask, what kind of man is this that forgives sin? Blessed be the name of the Lord. I remember a certain lady that I work with. He even told the people. He, he came when I uh, when they when we had what we call when we had. Uh, pastor's appreciation long ago and he testified here 
There was something about this man. I hated him when he came to work. I thought he's going to take my position. And many times he would speak Africans with these guys, with, with these white guys. It made me, it made even things worse. And I knew he does not, she does not like me. She hated me. But I did not allow his hate to overpower the Lord Jesus in my heart. I was praying for her and she was very sick. Praying for her every day. Finding, trying to find medication. One day, I asked the Lord I asked to help her. And from that moment, the, the life of that lady turned the wish of the people seeing her to die fell off. And also, it was easy that I would not get the job. But it was not her position that I was going to get. There were other, there were, it was not her position. But there was other people. The group, Sister Maria and, her, and their group. They are the ones who was going to take the job. Because they already was given money by ESCOM to study and all this kind of things. Was it to study? No, it was just to, I don't know. They were recruited. But I was just a temp. Who just tell me, okay, it stopped. And they told me that it stopped. And I prayed to God. And God made it possible. Let me just tell you something. The idea here is the hate converted him to see love overcome hate. Forgiveness is important. When somebody do bad things to you repeatedly and you repeat doing good to this person, let that person ask in her heart or his heart, what kind of man is this that forgiveth sin? Listen to this. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, these people have sent a great sin <clears throat> and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, meaning erase, I pray thee out of thy book which thou hast written. What book? Which book was he talking about? Amen. The book in the book of Revelation. The book which the Lord has written. Hallelujah. You don't understand. It was written by God. Oh my, all our names into it. That's why when John realizes that no one was worthy in heaven, on earth and under the world, to touch the book, not to read. Amen. Glory to God, not to break them seals. He wept much. But there was a consolation that John weep not for the lion of the tribe of Judah had prevailed to open the book. Amen. 
and to break the seals thereof. When John looked back, he saw the lamp of God as it has been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent through to all the earth. What was going on? There was a new song. Why a new song? Forgiveness has prevailed. Praise God. The love of God has been expressed. What happened here? The one that can forgive. Glory to God. The whole world. Amen. Let me tell you. Jesus said it is finished. What is finished? He was sent to do what? To die for the whole earth. No, the whole world. And he did. So any man that goes to hell is guilty of it. It's not Jesus' fault. Because no man is a sinner after Jesus died. You God forgave you. You don't accept it. You take your own choice. You die because you choose not to accept a pardon. Glory to God. Let me just tell you something. It's a story of Abraham Lincoln. So there was a soldier who, actually, this soldier. Uh, was a young soldier. He went there to the army with his brother. But he was still not mature. And then they went on in the battle. And then while the guns were firing the bombs and so forth, so forth this man ran away. And when you do that, you must actually be sentenced to death. And then, Robert says, this man, his brother loved him so much, and he went to the president. But the president was not in a place where he can give this man a formal paper that has got all letterheads and so forth. And he relayed a story to the president and said, my brother is still young. He does not, he's, he's immature, still scared. Give him a chance, give him a pardon, please. And then Abraham Lincoln listened to the brother and wrote a pardon and give it to the brother on a piece of paper. And the brother went on to the prison where his brother was and was happy and say, my brother, you have a pardon. The president has forgiven you. Here is a pardon. And he gave it to the brother. And the brother looked at it and was not convinced with it. it was because it was, not, it was not on a more uh, uh, professional and convincing paper. Until the day of sentence arrived. When the day of sentence arrived, this man, listen to me, this man was killed with a pardon at present, a pardon at hand. Amen. When the president heard that the young man was killed, he asked why. And the brother and the others told him that that man disregarded the pardon. 
Then he brought the saying that says a pardon is a pardon when it is accepted as a pardon. Amen. So this man was given a pardon, but he never accepted it as a pardon. Therefore, death came upon him. So saints, where is your pardon? Christ now has to come in the third throne. Oh my, you have no clue. He said, me and my father shall come into you and make an adult. Where are they now? In this time, they are in the third throne. That's where a pardon. That's why when we tell you to make introspection, we say look into the throne of your heart and see if you can lie to God. Who knows what you are doing secretly and publicly. Even your thoughts. Oh my. The throne is not far from you, sister. Amen. The throne. The throne room is your heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So if you don't take the pardon, it is not a pardon. Because you did not accept it. It is not the president's fault. It is not the person that executed the fault of the president. It's no. It is the fault of the one who denied forgiveness. Jesus speaks to, 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 to Pilate. He says, he says, who is the man who has given me unto you? I want you to understand that. That the man here is giving a judgment. Meaning he's giving a sentence for Jesus to be crucified. And Jesus says to him, Who is unto the one who has given me unto you? Today I'm saying this to you, that it is with you to take your pardon. The problem with not taking pardon is lack of victory. Many times we say victory is mine. Victory is mine. But we don't have victory. The truth is, we still carry our sins. We still carry our burdens. When Jesus, the rest, glory to God, you are still like a seven-day Adventist whose hope is the day of Saturday that changes every time. You are like that particular person. You have not recognized your rest. Your rest is Christ Jesus. That's why he says, descend the body. That's why my brother, you have to descend your brother. Descend your sister. Descend the body of the Lord. Your pardon is in the body. Do you know now that the world's pardon, the only grace left for this world, is in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord removes the church, it is over. This whole earth has no pardon no more. The only pardon will be given to the 144,000. Hallelujah. Otherwise, nobody will find the pardon. Glory to God. That's why the scripture says, 
after all the tribulation, the, the plagues and so forth. These people repented not. They had, oh man, they did not receive no pardon also. Are you getting me? Glory to God. You need to understand the position you are set in. And ensure that you use the power correctly. How do you use your power? In humility. For the way up is down. If you want to be exalted, be a servant. Start saving. Start forgiving. By the heart, feel forgiveness. Amen. Feel the love. You see, when you feel the love, it's painful because you have to carry a lot of sins. The scripture says, love covers multitude of sins, meaning love forgives. Love bears all things. It forgives. Glory to God. If you do not have love, it will be impossible for you to forgive. I tell you that. That's why the first thing the Lord gave to the world is love. So he gives them love, they will be forgiven. You can stand your feet. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not I'm not reading the code, my brother, but then let me just send you this. Only one, only one code. You see what Moses says? Now, if you if you understand that the sacrifice was the manner of forgiveness. So all sacrifices in the Old Testament was representing a true sacrifice that was slain from the foundation of So it means there were only representation, meaning a shadow. But when the time came, a true sacrifice was nailed at the cross. Two things. Are you nailed with it? Or did you nail it? Who is this man that forgiveth sins? All our healings are tied to it. All our rapture are tied to it. And if you read the scripture a lot, you will see that the Holy Spirit beareth witness. It's actually in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit beareth witness of these things. Amen. Oh, what? What is he bearing as a witness? Amen. 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 That we are forgiven. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You need to understand that. Amen. Let me just say. All right. Mr. Masapuri, I'm sending you this one. Amen. So you will just say it. It's fine. As a quotation, amen. Amen. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. 
when nothing else could have love lifted me you know the song oh love lifted me love lifted me when nothing else could have love lifted me amen you understand what love can do amen and the is the Lord Jesus Christ. That love is the Lord Jesus Christ. That we are talking about here. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. To receive Christ, that's how easy that is. Is to receive God's forgiveness. You know how many people have joined the church but never believes in forgiveness? Because when you sit with them down, they are still counting on the things of the past. They are still under condemnation. They are still under guilt. But the Lord has come to deliver us from the curse of, of guilty conscience. So that you can walk free with victory. Knowing that you have been forgiven that will help you to understand how important forgiveness is to another person amen forgiveness is God's divine instruction amen and it is right here in your heart you forgive from what? from the heart it's not difficult because if Christ and the Father is in your heart, then it is easy. Use them to forgive. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That glory we worship you alone. You are We worship you alone. You are worthy to be praised. We worship you alone. You are worthy to be praised. One more time. We worship you alone. You
Amen. Blood, not my name, but forgive me. The instruction in the prayer of a Christian is that forgive, forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our debts, as we forgive them that trespass against us. God has put it in prayer so that it cannot be missed every time we confront God. And today it's my prayer. Lord, if there be anybody I have never forgiven, please, today I forgive. And I'm asking you to take away all my sins. Block them out, Lord. Oh, the singer says, He that is laboring, oh my, let him come unto me to find rest. Most of our labor, saints, is because we have got issues, unresolved issues. We have got unforgiveness. We have got laws of grudges. We need to come back to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. Today, I'm forgiving everybody. Everybody. It does not matter if I know what they did. I'm forgiving today. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we raise our hands to you. And we surrender and submit ourselves to you. To the way, Lord, and we say, forgive us, Lord. Help us to follow this instruction daily. Help us, Lord, because if we have done it, Lord, it means we are ready. We are ready to confront you. We are ready to approach you, Lord. We are ready to come to you. We are ready to enter your courts with thanksgiving. Because now we have been forgiven. And we have forgiven them that has trespassed against us. Remove the heaviness upon your people, Lord. Remove the heaviness upon your congregation. In the name of Lord Jesus, I cry like Moses, if only you will forgive their sins, O oh Lord. For we have committed many great sins. But forgive us today, Lord. We surrender and submit to that truth. Help us, Lord, to experience forgiveness. Not only for ourselves, so that we can be able, Lord, to understand what it feels like to be forgiven. So that when we forgive, we understand how great it is to be forgiven. Today, Lord, we take this instruction and we represent you by it, Lord. We ask this message, Lord, all of us as we stand here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.